Welcome to this bonus episode of Security Management Highlights. I'm your host, Assistant Editor Holly Gilbert Stowell. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Traditional management models are becoming increasingly obsolete as organizations flatten and a new wave of millennials enter the workforce. Managers must move away from the old method of ruling from the top down and take a more integrated team approach to leadership that makes each employee feel valued. I discussed what makes an effective two-way manager with the author of our October cover story, Bill Kotringer. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the podcast. It's my pleasure to be here. Your story talks about the concept of a two-way manager. What does this term mean exactly, and how is it a departure from the old way of doing things? The old way of doing things was managers telling employees both what to do and how to do it based on their extensive knowledge and experience that they got the hard way in their careers. And that what they were trying to do is use this knowledge and experience to help the employees get things done the right way in security procedures. Now, today, more employees are closing this information gap in what they know and can do with what managers know and can do. And so two-way management requires going back and forth between employees and employers to share the knowledge and skills to be able to get the job done more cost-effectively and efficiently. What has happened, I think, that this information age that we're in, which started back in about the 80s, provoked a need for more two-way management style, which is really based on two-way communication, back and forth between employers and employees and all stakeholders in the organization, rather than just the direction, the mission, the goals, the values, and the ways things are done being told from the top down. And on a bigger scale, this would require the manager to to do much more listening, to get input from employees on what they think their job should be and how they should be able to do it. And also what I call two-eared listening, which is listening to both what a person is saying and what they may not be saying, and also what they're saying and how they're saying it. Sometimes how somebody says something is much more important than actually what they're saying. And usually people remember most about how somebody says something. Now, we've moved from the manufacturing age to the information age. And this occurred, as I said, back in the 80s. And so the term two-way management may not really be new, or the concept may not be new based on two-way communication. One final thing I want to say is that true two-way management really needs to go back and forth between leaders and managers and all stakeholders in the organization, not just necessarily employers. It may involve other supervisors. It may involve customers. It may involve all the stakeholders that have some kind of stake in the organization. In in the past, seasoned security managers knew a lot, and they could do a lot because they've been involved in the field for many years before they were in their positions because they probably worked their way up in the hierarchy. And the things that they know and can do are changing. Technology is just advancing exponentially each, each minute. And so 
security guards are being replaced with more electronic measures until the, the fact is, is that there's some point where electronic measures can't go out and um, give a description of a person or intervene in a situation. And that's where security officers are needed to come back and manage the technology. And all this is, is a new procedure that the smart security manager that wants to practice two-way management will have to learn. You write that values are no longer mandated from above, but should be decided upon in a collaborative process between the manager and employee. Soliciting feedback is also critical. Can you share the examples from the article that illustrate those points? In this article, I write about a manager, Jones, who makes the transition from the old way of one-way management to two-way management. In the article, Jones had two important epiphanies. The first was that company core values that are imposed on employees usually don't get support as much as when they're collaborated on from bottom up. When people have a say in what the core values are that'll support the mission of the organization, in security, it's always to provide quality security service. When employees have a say and input in what these values are, they're more likely to support them. That's common psychology 101. The second epiphany that our Jones had was that the world's being driven in a different manner today, much different. The values that are driving it, a two-way manager needs to catch up with and learn. Things like a different work ethic is prevalent today. There's an eroding of the loyalty towards the job and the employer. There's a much different motivational strategies needed to amend to the individualism and the team atmosphere that are going on. Um, in particular, this Jones had an interesting model of core values that he was able to get from collaboration with employees, and that was four, common sense, accountability, reliability, and dependability. And for short, this is care, easily memorable. And by collaborating on these values from the bottom up to the top, then the whole organization was behind them and they were shown in their report cards when they did evaluations. In the article, you cite the example of a longtime experienced leader called Hamilton who implements small changes to become a two-way manager. What did he do and why was it effective? Now, back to Hamilton, the old school manager here, the little things that get big results are strategically placed in time. The most important thing he did was to stop and realize that everything he thought he knew from his years of experience to be true might not necessarily be so. That's a very important realization. It's a major paradigm change in one's mind where usually all you know to be true is what you think in your head rather than being open to some completely different position. And so he read a lot, and that was because his father was an avid reader of useful knowledge. And so he, he read a lot in his career, and that's where he got that business of the important things are what you don't know as opposed to what you think you do know. And the way to find out, of course, is, is listening and reading further. And this opened his whole mind to learning some new things about the security industry and where it was evolving in the last 10 years. He was intentionally listening to others for their thoughts and ideas on how he could do security better and how his organization could profit from that. And one of the insights that he had at the time was changing seat arrangements in his meeting because moving from the head of the table at the office 
to the side changed the whole dynamics of the meeting. And then changing days and time in the weekly meetings helped a great deal. And asking for agenda input from employees instead of just setting the agenda and then carrying it out. By the way, Hamilton is alive and well and thriving in two-way management rather than just surviving the old one-way management, thanks to the discovery of these true shortcuts. On the other hand, you write about security manager Roberts, who is an effective two-way manager and uses the 360-degree feedback system to assess the employee's confidence in the organization's integrity. What is the 360 feedback system and what happened from there? The 360-degree management feedback concept has been around for decades. For Roberts, it meant asking from behind in the history of the organization and then looking ahead also into the future as to important success principles in operating his security program so that they could be applied to the whole organization he was part of. The most important thing here is, is that feedback gets solicited to the full circle from all the stakeholders, not just employers, but all the stakeholders on the full circle from ahead to behind and back. And you don't stop once you do it one time, just like tightening the lug nuts on a vehicle wheel. You just keep going until they get tight. And what you're doing is you're soliciting feedback as to the critical strengths and weaknesses of the organization so that you can make course corrections and and change things and improve things for the better. But you can't do that without getting the feedback. And it's important to get the feedback from all degrees along the 360 circle. Getting this kind of feedback is what told Roberts in the article the particular things that needed to be changed. Once critical perceptions of the security officer's low trust level, which is very common, once they were discovered through 360-degree feedback, then it became time to correct them and figure out what we could do about the undesirable situation of low trust in this organization that was undermining all success. What could be done about that? And getting feedback about the problem also involves getting feedback about the solution. And the solution was to develop a norm that Jack Gibb earlier in the 60s in California termed supportive communication climate. And what we're talking about here is that the organization stakeholders were all trained on this type of communication, which involves communicating things like equality, empathy, freedom, acceptance, spontaneity, and tentativeness, those six elements, over their defensive creating counterparts, which are obviously superiority and insensitivity, control, judgment, manipulation, and certainty. And in turn, this opened the door to much improved trust. And that is the Erstoff, the basic stuff behind good rapport. And good rapport is what's needed for successful interpersonal relationships that foster success in anything we're trying to do. Is there ever a situation in which this system of two-way management cannot be implemented? Are managers in danger of becoming obsolete? Obviously, there's certain instances where this two-way management doesn't work, okay? It's like with any other approach. There is no one absolute permanent cure to the problems. A wise mentor once told me, control the controllables and try to manage the rest the best you can. Let's take an example of where this two-way management approach wouldn't work, and that is with an overly self-centered problem employee that's not interested at all in two-way communication. Without that openness to two-way communication, then two-way management 
is not going to have any impact. It'd be like spitting in the wind or a tornado. It's just not going to work. And even the best efforts of the most skilled two-way manager will fail in this particular situation. But that's not to mean we should be discouraged because no one approach ever works all the time. There's always going to be exceptions, and there are exceptions to two-way management. But that being said, when the two-way manager fails with this type of employee, there's no reason why not to embrace that failure because sometimes failures hide some very important secrets on how to be successful the next time a similar situation happens. So not all is lost in the failure. Some leadership experts are predicting the end of management, so to say. And I believe this is mainly because we're all in life headed towards uncharted territories and waters that without a map. We're going places we're not familiar with and where old tried and true prescriptions that we want to hang on to just aren't appropriate. And this is the information age, for instance, took us to a point where we don't know how to judge the quality of work. In the manufacturing age, we could make those judgments pretty easily by the products. But now there's so much information, it's very hard to qualify the truth of something. I mean, just Google success on the Internet and see that there's literally millions of hits that'll take you to information about success. So how does one learn how to be successful based on all the information about success that's available? Very difficult to qualify that huge plethora of information on the internet these days. At any rate, moving into the information age, these previous prescriptions that managers had on how to be successful and how to to do things right to get the best results, they're not working. And we need entirely new paradigm change. When we change paradigms in our thinking and focus from one thing to another, like, for instance, focusing on win-lose competitive model and changing focus to a win-win cooperation one, all kinds of good things happen. I mean, this is a, a big, huge door to a whole new world where solutions are waiting to be found. One thing is about the threat of two-way management becoming obsolete and all of management going away. When two-way management takes us as far as it can, and that's usually the course of some great idea and concept, it can take us to a point. And then when something else happens, for instance, we move from the current information age to some other age, whatever that may be, then the two-way manager may have to adapt to that change. But the one-way manager who adapts to two-way management along the way will be much more flexible and ready to adapt to whatever may come in the future. So two-way manager is a tool along a path that we're all traveling, and it will evolve. And how it will evolve will depend upon how it's used and what we find with it. Thanks so much for joining us, Bill. Well, pleasure's been all mine. Thank you very much.